Hello, this is Kenya, and welcome to my magical cottagecore life. Today, we're going to make a very special sandwich. This is the kind of sandwich that here in Michigan you don't see very often because it was created out west, or at least that's what the legend says. Now me, I don't eat pork. That's not a judgment, and it's not a political statement, nor is it a religious statement. It's just me. I can't really process it in my body either, even if I wanted to. But my husband absolutely adores the taste of bacon. He also likes ham. So I figured I'd go way back and make a sandwich this weekend that reminds me of when I used to live in the mountains. Where did I live in the mountains? In Colorado, of course, but not in Denver. You know, Denver's a mile high. But I used to live in Leadville, which is a lot higher than that. So open up your big book of stuff and turn to the cooking section. If there's a subsection, look for sandwiches. Because today, we are going to make a Denver sandwich. Let's get started. You may be a little deceived when you hear the word sandwich because while it is actually a sandwich it's an omelet placed in between the bread to make the sandwich and how old is this recipe you might want to know believe it or not according to folklore this sandwich was to be invented in 1907 but as with most things with folklore we don't know for sure who invented it because two people say they did one person is Albert V McVitie I think it's V silly me it's not V is A I'm seeing things upside down Albert A McVitie that kind of sounds like Vittles, right? <laughs> oh, no, it's, it's just me, isn't it? Okay. And the other one is M.D. Looney. And both of them are supposed to have invented the Denver sandwich, which, again, is an omelet made into a sandwich. But no matter who invented it, I think we can all agree that most people find omelets with meat in them delicious if you eat meat now for this particular recipe you're going to need about four slices of bread because what we're doing is making it for two people However, and I want to keep this in your mind, you don't have to 
you could make it a smaller recipe that would serve one person, although they'd probably have a healthy appetite. Or you can expand the recipe by doubling the amounts, and that way you'd have enough for four people. So never feel you have to do the recipe in the proportions that are given. And the first thing you're going to need is bacon, some chopped ham. Now some people say you don't need the ham. You absolutely do need the ham. Preferably smoked. You're going to need a medium-sized onion and a green pepper. Now if you're making it for two people, you don't want to overload it because too much meat ruins an omelet, believe it or not. So about a quarter pound of bacon should be good and maybe a third of a cup of chopped ham. Even smaller if you're not sure how much you want the ham taste to overpower the bacon. You'll need four eggs, salt and pepper, two slices of bread, well actually four slices of bread, a little bit of butter or non-stick cooking spray, and that's it. You'll notice I didn't say cheese. Now to get this thing going, as with most recipes that have bacon, you want to fry the bacon first. Now some people substitute pork belly for bacon. You could do that or substitute rashers. However, understand it's not going to be the exact same taste and it wouldn't necessarily be a real Denver. But you know, you make your own choices. I'm not the boss of you. So you want to chop up your bacon into small pieces. About anywhere from a half inch, even as small as a quarter inch. But in general, you want a half inch so people can actually take a good bite. You're going to fry that up. And you're going to chop up some onions and the green peppers. Because you want this all to blend Having ingredients that are roughly the same size makes it a lot easier for everything to get done at the same time. Now you're going to cook that bacon until it's uh, about light brown. Don't burn it. You don't want it to be hard. You want it to have a little bit of bite but you, you want to also have that little bit of snap. The next thing you want to do, remove the bacon, put in your onions and your green pepper. And you're going to, you know, kind of sweat them a little bit in the bacon grease until they get soft. Now, for the next part, you're going to take out the onions and the peppers. Put them with the bacon, it's fine. You can put it all in the same bowl. Now what you're going to do, and if I'm sounding wheezy, I, I do apologize. My asthma is not happy with me today. 
what you're going to do is you're going to pour off some of the baking bacon drippings some of the grease and you're going to you put it in like a little receptacle like a coffee can or a jar just in case you're going to use it again that day and all you safe serve people and you food service people I know you're probably running that sounded like fingernails on a blackboard to you but that's okay it can be refrigerated you'll be okay trust me you'll survive now you're gonna leave just enough of the bacon grease or the bacon oil in the pan or skillet to cover the bottom because what you're going to do next is you're gonna start your eggs now while all this is going on I forgot to mention this needs to be cooked on a low to medium heat you don't want to burn your food but now that we're start to starting the eggs you want that fire low so turn your fire down to a low heat or turn your range down whatever you're using turn it down if you're cooking over an open flame you know move your utensils a little bit farther to the side of the hot rocks or if you're if it's suspended over then you want to damp that fire down a bit and why are you cooking out there making a Denver sandwich really I mean what's going on talk to me do we need to talk this is a lot of work for cooking out on the range you know call me okay so what you're gonna do is you're gonna whip your eggs up you can either use a whisk a fork or if you have those brushes that you use to pour you know to glaze your breads with butter or egg wash you can beat your egg with that and that's really what I prefer to do it with in the, in the mountains because it was so much easier and I made a lot of eggs funny story I wound up being the honorary house mom or cook for my apartment for my neighbor's apartment and my other neighbor's apartment so all of the apartments in that row would get together and eat it's it's a long story but Western people are very different especially in the mountains and we share a lot of food once you've got your eggs all whipped up and personally I like to put the salt and the pepper in the eggs but just a pinch of salt people can salt their food at the table as well once I've got that all going I make sure that I the pan is on that low heat I throw the onions and the peppers and the bacon back in and then I pour the eggs over everything now you want to be careful okay because if you have chopped ham in there remember I said it was up to you if you wanted it you want to make sure that the ham isn't cold it should be room temperature so that it can cook at this you know at a decent rate with everything else and you don't want to burn it you want to keep that that consistency to where it's not hard on the edges okay now you're gonna stir that gently but the thing about that is that 
you can use a wooden spoon or you can use a regular metal spoon depending on whether or not you're using a non-stick pan or a cast iron skillet. If you have a griddle, you're just fancy, and I'm not even talking to you. We're not even talking to you right now. We're really not talking to you in any way if you had to get super fancy and bring out the griddle. Just kidding. If you have the griddle, you can do the same thing. Just understand, this is going to take up a lot of space, so you have to be very mindful that it doesn't like go over the edges of the griddle. Okay, we're almost done. So what you're going to have to do is cook your omelet to the degree of doneness that you like. Some people like it jiggly in the center with that yellow um, sunshiny liquid in the middle. Other people like their omelets cooked well done. Like they want them super brown. That is not me. I am not a resident of Brown Egg Town. I like my eggs just ever so tan, and then it's over. Take them out then. <laughs> so once it gets to the degree of doneness that you would like, you can take it out. Now, this is important, okay? This is not the regular omelet that you're going to flip over and fold into a half circle. Once this is cooked, you're going to slide it out of the plate just like it is, alright? Just like it is. And then you're going to cut it into slices. If it's for two people, you're going to cut that circle into two halves. <laughs> then each half will be folded over individually and placed on a buttered slice of bread. So you've got two sandwiches there. And it's, it's really going to turn out well. Alright, it's, it's, it's going to be a lot better than you think it will be. However, for people like me who can't have bacon or ham, we have an alternative! Turkey bacon and turkey ham! And a little part of my husband just wilted inside because he really doesn't feel the turkey bacon and turkey ham are real. Because in actuality, they're not turkey bacon is actually a sausage that's just shaped to look like turkey bacon, but don't tell anybody. Now, I did say earlier that there was no cheese. I pointed that out. And that's because the Denver sandwich has a cousin. And that's the open-faced Denver sandwich. In the open-faced Denver sandwich, it's the same thing that you did, but it's served on one slice of bread or a slice of toast without a second slice. So it's just kind of laying on top of it. And most of the time, you add cheese. So this is where your cheese comes in. You can put a slice of cheese on the bottom and put the egg on top. Well, the omelet on top, or you can put it on top of the omelet, or you can incorporate it into the omelet itself. So, that's why I wanted to make the distinction between those. And of course, you can always add cheese to anything you like. I'm not the boss of you. 
but it, it really would be fun to just kind of try the original recipe first. Now, if you're like me and can't have those, you could try it with turkey bacon and turkey ham. But I challenge you to try it with maybe some shredded corned beef or shredded dried beef. It won't be a Denver sandwich, but it might be tasty. So, that's the surprise I have coming this week for him, is this Denver sandwich. I've really been reminiscing about the mountains lately, and this kind of like brings home some of those flavors and the scents that I recall. That and sourdough. Oh, sourdough's everywhere in Colorado. Remember, they had a silver rush there, even in Leadville. And if you ever get a chance to go out there, I highly recommend it. It's absolutely beautiful. It's God's country. Um, If you really want to give yourself a treat and not break the bank, maybe visit Copper Mountain, Colorado. No, they did not pay me to advertise Copper Mountain. But I did, at one point in my life, work for Copper Mountain Resort in Copper Mountain, Colorado. But that is another story, and that's another part of my life that we'll, well, we might get into it that, that maybe sometime in the summer. Who knows, maybe I can travel there and do an episode from there. So until next time, take care of yourself. I look forward to sharing things with you, and I'd be heartbroken if we couldn't share these things together. I love sharing things with my friends, and We're friends, right? I look forward to seeing you here again on my Magical Cottagecore Life.